Hello and welcome to this special Dry Bones Ministries podcast series, Reflections on the Screwtape Letters. I'm Father Adam Potter, and today we reflect on the 12th letter. Man, this is so good. <laughs> um, I think it's one of the best letters in the whole book. And by best, I mean the one that my stomach was most churning throughout the whole thing. It seems to speak most poignantly to our world today and where we are at the idea of most people being enticed by nothing, consumed by nothing, and inspired by nothing. It seems to get at the common experience of most people today. We've become so numb to just about everything in the world that is meant to arouse our longing for God. And why has this happened? We've become distanced from God is the answer, right? It's like we don't believe anymore. We don't have faith. And so deep in our conscience, we know it. But instead of having the courage and the humility to look at it, we ignore it and avoid anything that would remind me of the God who uses my conscience to bring me back to him. So, Screwtape describes it very well. In the first paragraph, there's this emphasis on the slow change of direction that the patient has taken. This slow, comfortable change. I love how that says comfortable. (laughs) Oh, gosh. The slow, comfortable change is, as we've already identified, really helpful for the enemy so that the patient does not wake up to it. Make him think that the changes are trivial and revocable. Well, he has actually lost orbit of the sun and is now floating to outer space. Gosh, can't you see how that would be a glorious tactic of the evil one? That you, you would think that like, no, everything's good, everything's good, everything's good. Meanwhile, just going, going back. Or the, the idea of it being revocable. Like, no, 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 I know I'm a little bit lost, but, but I can always come back. I don't know, we, we hear this from addicts a lot of times. No, no, like, it's not, I can quit whenever I want kind of a thing. What about the spiritual ways that we say that? No, 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 like, I can come back to church anytime I want. It's interesting, a lot of people say this with regard to um, coming back to church, receiving the sacraments, um, and <laughs> it sounds like this. No, 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 I've got time. I've got time and, and I'll be able to come back whenever I'm older and then I'll have a lot more time. And it's just interesting because it only gets harder to really have faith and to really pray intentionally if you haven't been forming this habit your whole life. It's not like all of a sudden whenever you're older and weaker and things are breaking down, shutting down, there's a little bit more anxiety and suspense as you come to the end of one's your last breath, you know, here in, in this world, that all of a sudden you're going to be really interested in taking time with this relationship with God. So yeah, the, like, <laughs> the now, the now is the time. There's more on, on this in a, a later level. Spoiler alert. Um, the second paragraph, we see that this tactic of emphasizing the external circumstances or situation in pushing aside the interior spiritual life, right? Here's this real tactic of, of the evil one. And this is why Screwtape says, it's good that he's still going to church. Oh, and he's receiving communion even better because these are all deceiving the patient to think that he's still in the same place that he was when in fact he's drifted far from when he first converted. In the third paragraph, we get to the real dagger to the gut. Are you ready? <laughs> the handling of the dim uneasiness. It is dangerous 
inasmuch as it calls the patient to repentance, right? That dim uneasiness, as opposed to maybe, oh, shoot, this was a huge sin. This was a horrible offense to God. What do you do with just, hmm, something's not right. And Screwtape says that this can be used by their side, by allowing it to create resentment towards even thinking about God. Right? So it might sound like this, that all of a sudden they decide that this like dim uneasiness, ah, this is the Catholic guilt, or these are the high standards, or this is the lofty call to holiness. That's the problem as opposed to their own sinfulness and their own actions. And so what happens, they start to hate everything that suggests God or suggests church or suggests morality. And so all of a sudden there's almost this gaslighting that, no, 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 it's the church that's the problem. It's the morality that's the problem. And meanwhile, it's a justification of their own lifestyle and the the fact that they don't actually want to look at their conscience that's yelling, screaming out, stop, stop. Um, And so here they are. Do you know anybody like that? Have you ever come across someone like that? That'll just really bash the different standards of the church or the Catholic. I just have a problem with people talking about Catholic guilt as if it's a bad thing. Gosh, thank God for Catholic guilt because Catholic guilt in the best sense, not in like a manipulative sense, but in the best sense, guilt is as an impulse from our conscience. That if we are guilty, it means that our conscience is alive and able to bring us to the reality of going against the very fabric of right and wrong. And so we should rejoice whenever our conscience um, pricks us. And thank God for a Catholic guilt that formed us to know what's right and what's wrong. So then, then there's this great insight into the person at prayer. While before, Screwtape was telling Wormwood about how to insert distractions into the patient's mind, he says, now the patient will be begging for distractions, anything other than thinking about God. How much is this where many are today? Begging for distractions? Yearning for the next dopamine hit to keep them from being reminded of repenting? Gosh, I don't know about you, like... (laughs) This is most of the teenagers that I talk to. It's like they don't even have more than two minutes before they're checking their phone or before they're dozing off or wandering and anything to, to keep them from actually dialing in. And it's it's in our technological social media world that's really limited our capacity to stay focused and actually consider these somewhat difficult ideas, but that are necessary for our own salvation. So, yeah, just think about distractions. Gosh, that we would be looking for distractions. Anything other than sitting with myself in silence. We'll have more time in another letter to talk about silence, but maybe that's it. Do you know anybody who's afraid of silence? <laughs> that's right. No, not me either. Um, afraid, afraid of silence, right? Because what happens whenever I encounter silence then all of a sudden I actually have to sit with myself, to sit with my own thoughts, with the own movements of my heart. And and that can be terrifying. And so instead of actually looking at what's going on in my heart, in my mind, in my life, in my relationships, I'll turn out, I'll take out the phone or I'll turn on the TV or I'll watch the next thing or I'll send this text or I'll make this call. Anything other than actually sitting with myself, 
for a 15 minute car ride in silence, you know, for example. Does this make sense? Hopefully you're with me, right? This is just a powerful letter. Um, can we move on to the fourth paragraph? Here we get the movement into nothing. And here's how we get here. The movement into nothing is because God is everything. He's the one through whom everything came into being. Then to move away from God is not to move to like this other side or the other team. No, God is. Remember how he reveals himself to Moses in the burning bush? I am who am. He's the great I am. He always is. And so God is goodness. He is love and truth and life. So to move away from God is to move towards the absence of goodness, of love, of truth, and life. It's the image of light and dark. Notice how darkness does not compete with light. They're not equal and opposite forces. Light always wins. Even the smallest light can scatter the darkest of rooms. And so too with God. To move away from the light is to move into dark, empty nothingness. This is why Screwtape can say, quote, As one of my own patients said on his arrival down here, I now see that I spent most of my life in doing neither what I ought nor what I liked, end quote. Oh, gosh. In, ah, this is so painful. Gosh, like to really consider someone arriving at hell and, and saying this, that I did neither what I ought nor what I liked. Does that make sense? That it's not like you can not follow God or, you know, doing what you ought to do and at the same, same time do what you like to do. The very essence of who God is, is life, is love, is meaning, is purpose. His designs are from age to age for those who fear him, says the Psalms. So for us who discover what we like, sorry, so for us to discover what we like, we need to discover who we are. And we only discover that by discovering the incredible, inexhaustible richness of the plans of God. So what about this generation? Is it too much to say that we too are having our best years stolen away, as Screwtape says, quote, not in sweet sins, but in a dreary flickering of the mind over it knows not what and knows not why, and the gratification of curiosities so feeble that the man is only half aware of them? Oh, again, I, I told you at the beginning, my stomach is just like churning through this whole letter, right? Because how many in our world today are being distracted ad nauseum? That's sorry. That's Latin for literally to the point of vomiting of nausea and, and not by what the world would consider epic sinfulness. Wow. Did, did you hear what they did last night? All the pleasure, all the like fun, but instead very drab, boring screens screens, right? I think about um, the experience. I think we've all had it of going on trying to maybe look for something and it starts off as a curiosity or an interest. And then all of a sudden it's just scrolling, scrolling and like mindless. And then it's 20 minutes later. It's like, what happened? Or it's YouTube or it's Hulu or it's whatever, you know, we have an endless stream of entertainment and just barraging of different mind numbing escapes that keep us from ourselves 
and not just from ourselves, right? But from life, like we're not even enjoying life. And to think, so to think about how the evil one is using this right now, it's not that technology is bad, right? Hopefully we can say that in a minute. It's not that technology is bad in itself, but how is it used? And the evil one is using it or twisting, distorting our relationship to it such that we're kept from actually experiencing the joys of this life in the way that we're supposed to live. Lord, help us and save us, set us free. Okay, and um, this moves us to this fifth and last paragraph. It's so good. I'd like to quote it at length. Um, and let's just pray, huh? Pray that this can really open up our own hearts to seeing where are we at and where's the Lord inviting us maybe to conviction, to a real conversion, to seize the moment all the time, to seize the moment. He's saying to Wormwood, quote, you will say that these are very small sins and doubtless, like all young tempters, you're anxious to be able to report spectacular wickedness. But do remember the only thing that matters is the extent to which you separate the man from the enemy. It does not matter how small the sins are, provided that their cumulative effect is to edge the man away from the light and out into the nothing. Murder is no better than cards, if cards can do the trick. Indeed, the safest road to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. Your affectionate uncle, Screwtape. Oh, what do we see in that? Gosh, the ultimate goal is separation from God. It doesn't matter how we get there, according to the devil. And of course, God would say the same thing, right? That's a truth. Right, It doesn't matter how we get there if we distance ourselves from him, even if it's not an epic, spectacular sin like murder or adultery or whatever. Right, Cards will do the trick. He was writing this in the 40s. Cards will do the trick. What What could be filled in? I'll leave this for your own answering. Right, what, what would do the trick nowadays? What would do the trick to inch us away from ourselves from life from the joys and pleasures of this world from a true encounter with god from being able to go and to worship god and to encounter him at holy mass in the sacrament of reconciliation or praying the rosary or reading through scriptures right in comparison to the world it's not as entertaining right the world offers us a lot of entertainments and is not as comfortable either the world offers us a lot of comforts. But as Pope Benedict XVI said, you're not made for comfort. You're made for greatness. And so the more and more that we fill ourselves with these different comforts and these different pleasures and these different entertainments and these different distractions, the further we get away from the greatness that God has created us for. So let's pray, huh? Let's just pray for our own protection, for our own real fortitude in all of this. Jesus himself says, enter by the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction and those who enter by it are many. 
for the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life and those who find it are few. And so, Lord, we just pray. We just pray, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, give us that strength, give us that humility, give us that great conviction that we desire to grow closer to you at every moment of every day to allow our thoughts, our words, our actions to bring us closer to you and to bring as many souls to you as possible to recognize the fullness of life and the glory of heaven that you have that awaits us. May nothing distract us. May nothing tempt us. If we do fall on the wide road, if we do start to slip, Lord, may our guardian angels, may the archangels, may our blessed mother and all the saints come to our aid to bring us to wake up, give us tears of compunction that we might know our sins and recognize our need for you to turn back immediately and to not wait and to not presume that we'll have plenty of time later on. No, Lord, now is an acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. And so we close in prayer, asking for the intercession of the great archangel, Michael. Saint Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Friends, thank you for joining us for this special podcast series, Reflections on the Screwtape Letters. Such a joy to have you as always. If you'd like to support the work of Dry Bones Ministries, please visit the website at drybonespgh.org. Please pray for me. Know that I'm praying for you. I look forward to being with you next time as we continue on this journey together. God bless you.